0: Episode forty eight does that include me. all of your tarot talks and our ghosty sode and what not? Yes, which no. we've never done another ghosty sode we should do that we again. Haven't.
1: It'll be coming up on ghosty time soon,
0: yeah, yeah, before you know it. I mean mm-hmm. every time it's ghosty time, but there's really
1: <laughs> every day's a ghosty sod
0: every day it's ghosty sod just this week, I had to sage our house because shadow people were running amuck so right, yep, they like to terrorize the children. <laughs>
1: the kids were the ones noticing. I
0: know. Our 17 year old text the other night was like, when are you guys getting home? I'm not leaving my room until someone else is here. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. I've been super busy and everything's been chaotic and things, even from the meta people, things get out of control sometimes and you have to kind of stop and rein it back in and remember your basics, you know, keep your home clear. That's a good basic. Make sure you have a sanctuary and a safe place to sleep. Be
1: like Doctor Strange. Have your sanctum sanctorum.
0: Sanctum sanctorum. Which we saw. We did. There's your... (laughs) Yeah. We went to Disney um, last week. Week before last. I don't remember. All of my days are running together because I had a week full of work because I had to stack days so I could do client monitoring and then... We went to Disney. We went to California for a whole week. It was Mm -hmm. amazing.
1: Had a great time.
0: Oh, so good. And then I came home to my best friend. I had two days of work, picked her up the next morning, and it's been party party since then. So I'm still not completely recentered, but yes, we went to Disney. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit because I know there's going to be lots of Uh, opinions good and bad on feeding the beast so to speak and disney is definitely one of those beasts by a lot of people's standards and probably mine too if i really wanted to stop and decide i'm going to hate everything but i'm one of those that if i boycott one thing i have to boycott it all so unless they're actively causing (laughs) harm i just you know I'm just here for the human experience and I'll enjoy it where I can and try not to participate in things that I know are actively causing harm. And I feel like Disney is kind of doing a pretty good job. Anything that the Christians hate, I tend to love. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, hmm, you know, a lot of the fundies don't like that they're LGBTQ positive and they take care of the employees, spouses, and so forth and so on. And they um, are big promoters of transgendered health care for their employees and their employees' families and they do a lot of good things as well. And one of the good things that they do um, involves their plant life. And so I was going to talk about how Disney feels Mm -hmm. so much different than any other place on earth. It does. And we travel not infrequently. I mean, we've been a lot of places, um, done a lot of things. Amusement parks, you know, are a big one. We've been to universal studios and six flags and all of those big ones. But Disney feels completely different than any place on earth. Mm -hmm. And everything there is done so intentionally. And the intentions behind it are to bring joy and take your money. And it works. (laughs) I am joyful. I don't even think about money. Four dollars for a bottle of water? Take it. I don't even (laughs) care. You know, I'd pay double because Disney water is amazing. And, you know, it creates an entire bubble, Like it's a different lifestyle when you walk in there. You almost and, forget
1: about your problems and your troubles as soon as you enter the gates.
0: Yeah, forget about your worries and your strife. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. It's kind of a thing.
1: Their necessities. And,
0: uh. oh my goodness. But anyway, so I'm going to talk about the intentional landscaping that they do. People who are friends with me on Facebook know that half of my Disney posts had to do with the plant life. I was just pulled in everywhere we go and the atmospheric changes that they do. And Disney calls their landscaping the guardians of their first impression like oh, the first wow. thing that you see when you walk up is this enormous beautiful display of florals and uh this lawn in front of this imaginary building and mm-hmm. it just you know there's always people taking pictures in front of it and just anyway everything is just so purposeful and you can't help but feel like Walt Disney was a witch. Oh yeah. And he lives on Somebody even up now. There was. Do what?
1: Somebody up there was and still is.
0: I'm telling you, because there's there's a reason this sticks like it does.
1: Now, as as the guy leading our motley crew through the grounds, I had to keep an eye out because every every other turn or so, I'd have to stop and look (laughs) for Raven because she's turned around (laughs) taking pictures or looking at all the plants and ferns around. I know (laughs) they're they're like, Dad, hold up, we're waiting on Mom. (laughs) I turn around, she's she's knee deep, and I know there's the so many flora. pictures
0: of me taking pictures of flowers, and I'm just gonna choke them ball, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> she was loving it almost oh. as much as the environment for her where the plants and- oh,
0: absolutely. I feel like, and you know the people who are like me who are drawn to botanicals and trees, et cetera, and we notice those types of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously. That's going to be special for us. But I don't think the mundane folk even realize how much um, a well-intentioned garden can shift your demeanor and your disposition. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not. The plants are powerful.
1: I like how you said the guardians of their first impression. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard that before, but that makes sense. Guardians
0: of their first impression. As
1: soon as you walk in, that's what hits you. Oh,
0: you can't not be in love with it.
1: Because anybody can put together a nice set, but the way that they're... Plant life was on top of it.
0: Was. Oh yeah, and everything is recomposted. Like the the magic that goes into the planning of this. Like for example, Animal Kingdom, they which have, is not in California. It isn't, but they have a thirty five acre nursery. Hmm. Disney does, and they grow all of their specialty plants. The inexpensive flowers, like you know pansies, and begonians, and things like that, they buy local, but um, the specifically in Florida the Horticulture Society uses Disney as a reference because they... Experiment with so many different things that grow at what temperatures and what fertilizer. Because again, you're not going to find a scraggly plant anywhere at Disney. Everything is thriving, Mm -hmm. everything is beautiful. There's no dead and when they pull things out to refresh, everything is recomposted or fed to the animals. The animals fertilize the new plants. The new plants grow food for the animals. Like it's just it's a perfect little It's the circle of life. It's the circle of life, and it's so well orchestrated. And it's something that Disney Disney himself put in place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's something that he himself put in place for them to be more sustainable and to have plant life that no one else on in the world has, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things that you'll see at Disney that you won't see anywhere else. You won't see commonplace things.
1: It's pretty impressive. Even for someone who doesn't, I appreciate the beauty of it, but it's not my thing. Mm-hmm.
0: But in each park, too, like you go through, you know, the Magic Kingdom and everything is, you know, there's Bougainvillea vines everywhere. I have mm-hmm. so many pictures of those and these gorgeous flowers and these large live oak trees. And it's just very, you know, ethereal and light. And then you go into Tomorrowland and everything is a little bit more mechanical looking and more... um plant life, you know, shrubs mm-hmm. and functional things. And you see, you know, butterflies and bees and everything because they're trying to show sustainability. sustainability. And then you go to Animal Kingdom and it's like you're in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, I've seen things there I've, I didn't know existed. I And, you know, half the people are like, oh, that's not real. It absolutely is real. Like all of the cacti and all of the different Uh, trees and shrubs that they have in there are just, I mean, they look like they came out of a sci-fi movie, but they're real and thriving, and they change the entire atmosphere. Every park that you walk into, from the music to the sense that they pump out onto the streets, everything shifts, so you're like in a completely different place. Mm -hmm. It's very magical.
1: And to your point earlier, you are talking about how it's a place that supports those almost, I feel like when you've made it as a Disney employee, you kind of Made it to some degree. It's a
0: cast member. They have 75,000 mm-hmm. cast members. They empl- they're they the largest single site employer in the world.
1: Hmm. It's funny because we went to Disney as well as Universal Studios. And the difference was, while Universal is fun and action-y and... It's just a different feel.
0: Oh, completely. When you're in Universal, you're in a fun place with other cranky families who are also, you know, Disney's completely different. Mm -hmm. You'll never have anyone be rude to you at Disney. You'll never see a piece of trash at Disney. It's the atmosphere changes people's temperament. You don't feel human. You feel like you're a part of someone else's story. You feel like you're in a storybook, even though it's crowded, even though there's people everywhere.
1: The crowds didn't bother you. At Disney, as much as they did Universal.
0: No, because it's a complete. Again, it's a completely different feel. Mm -hmm. You know, Disney makes purposeful, intentional space for plants and places to sit and places to break. Universal crams every tiny space full of people or something for people to buy or you know you don't you don't notice the plant life at Universal the same way at all.
1: But it's there. But yeah, it's It's there. But it's very small. Yeah. The, I saw a T-shirt that I was cracking up at. And it was at Universal, and it said, "Disney in the streets, Universal Studios in the sheets." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's funny." Yeah,
0: and you know, we went a few years ago with all of the boys, and the oldest one was we went to Universal, and you know, they did something dumb, like he stepped in gum or something dumb happened, and he was like, "Disney would never do this to me," and <laughs> I, it's just it's so accurate. Yeah. Um. So it really is um. Magical place. You it was, feel it. it. You clean feel the everywhere, shift. Everywhere,
1: even with you know thousands of people around you at any minute, even the bathrooms, you know, were decorated and smelled good. Yes, voice pu- mentioned they, that. They
0: pump <laughs> fragrance out yeah. into the streets. Everywhere you go. In a music park,
1: you walk, you like, oh, it smells like a, a restroom. Yeah. But. They it smells walk, like humanity everywhere you go. Yeah, they walk in like and you just
0: get used to it. You don't even think about it. That's the thing. But then at Disney you're like, wait, mm-hmm. why is this experience not a normal human experience? Mm-hmm. And that's it really does kind of pull you out of reality and puts you in Disney's Wonderland. And he was obviously brilliant and he was obviously a warlock.
1: Yep. I guess there's somebody home. <laughs>
0: I guess so. That or I didn't get all the shadow people out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one's using <laughs> the yeah, sink. It's in
0: the facility, so it's good.
1: <laughs> it was just crazy that everything about it is just different. And if you've heard of this guy, small-time author, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, he famously called places like this a secondary world. And what he meant by that, it's a world that's created out of our mind from the stories we read or heard. It's that creative, imaginary inner place that these people inhabit, inspired by the stories they've watched, we've listened to all these years. And it makes those places seem so much more real because you feel like you're, like she said, like you're in the story. That you're, yes. you're part of the experience. You're in this movie because everything around you is dedicated to that.
0: Well, and it feels like it was dedicated to you. Like, it feels like they were waiting for you to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels very personal like they're here to make your day better
1: the workers are nice and you... I,
0: that's the biggest difference between disney and universal yeah. i think honestly
1: <laughs> the people they... care versus mm, like
0: i don't feel like universal people care at all they're no, just no, I'm saying
1: disney they, they care oh while okay. universal they're like eh, you yeah, know disney
0: they're happy to be there they don't want to lose their jobs. they want to make your stories, day better yeah. oh they yes, jokes. they will pull you in and charm you with intention again, mm-hmm. because they're trying to make your experience wonderful. Where Universal is very much, a they treat you like cattle mm-hmm. and a commodity. You know.
1: Earlier, you were talking about how Disney itself has been a place for, especially lately, last I don't know years. I'm not going to put a number to it, but that they do. What did you say? When Christians boycott, it's the place yes. you go to. Uh-huh. They, but they are proud of. Pride Month and oh, yeah. LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Pride
0: Month. Everywhere you go, there's Pride shirts and hats and pins yeah. and all of the stores' theme goes to Pride.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, so we're there and it's we were there right before, but they're getting ready for all that and you know they're like she mentioned they take care of their employees for situations where some companies wouldn't go for oh, things yeah, like that. Oh yeah, absolutely not. And then uh, the other thing I noticed was that they are. <laughs> Is curious as it goes more and more, more and more metaphysically friendly. Oh, and if you yes. go back and look through all their movies, because people are, I was reading through articles and about the magic of Disney. Well, that's why I wasn't
0: allowed to watch Disney growing up because it was full of witchcraft. All the witches, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was reading through articles where people wrote letters to the company and talked about their child. We're talking about the magic of the place, um, because those secondary worlds I was talking about, we tend to lose that sight or that ability as we get older, you know? Yes. Except for Raven, when she walks into places like that and squeeze and it's really <laughs> cute. Um, of course, in Star Wars land, I turned into a 12 year old again Don't as Don't even. Well. Yep. Jeez, that
0: was, <laughs> he fangirled all over the place. <laughs> it
1: was maybe embarrassing, but it was fine.
0: It was amazing. I loved it every minute
1: of it. But they, they, they do it to such an art that it's amazing. But like the shop we found on the street, you we took a little, we took a oh, little selfie. Oh, the palmistry shop. The palmistry uh-huh. shop. The
0: fortune teller shop. Mm-hmm. Only
1: one up and down the block, mm-hmm. but it was there. Mm-hmm. Big sign about palmistry. And I saw it the first day and I was like, we have to get a picture with you by that. Yep. And of course, there's always people around, but she was able to get a good selfie with it.
0: I got one. It's reasonable.
1: It was cute. Oh, that's what I was saying. Backtrack about the magic of it that so many people walk into there and they wrote letters to the company about my kid couldn't, doesn't speak, has, you know, issues with this and that. And they walk in and they see their favorite character and they light up and Mm -hmm. they, they either are able to make movements that they previously able to because of some disability, or they were able to speak the name of their favorite character when normally they have trouble speaking at all or Mm -hmm. in a coherent fashion. And so all these letters of the magic that this place brings to those that are struggling with disabilities or with differences, differences. Yeah. That, that they walk in and that all just kind of washes away mm-hmm. and it is that bubble. And I feel like a lot of that is the intention that's there and the energy we bring to it. Um, but that was the other part of my topic, but I, the whole lineage of, metaphysical or or witchy stuff that you know permeates it people are throwing a fit over this new disney series i was telling raven about earlier as i was doing research research that it's like the owl place or something and there is a there's a girl learning to be a witch mm-hmm. and one article said that they disney's making her bisexual which was also you know a bisexual witch. There, people are throwing a fit. Dun dun dun. I didn't dig further into it other than the
0: children. What about I know. the children? <laughs> What's gonna happen?
1: So they uh, they're throwing a fit about this, but if you go back and look through so many of their movies, I I, I found an article that counted. I think it's at least thirty five actual witches, not just bad guys or villains or anything like that, but people in Disney movies that titled themselves as a witch, yeah, in one form or another.
0: Well, heck, even Fantasia growing up for me was the that's, big baddie, right? That's because why I had to turn it on. I'm, yeah, I'm was I still haven't ever seen it honestly because it was definitely not allowed. Um, and my parents bought Little Mermaid, but then after we watched it, it was thrown away because Ursula was a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was allowed to watch Beauty and the Beast. As so long as my mother was in the room, because we couldn't be talking to magic mirrors and whatnot, you oh. know. I I'm just telling you, it was it was interesting growing up in a world where magic was witchcraft and witchcraft was evil, mm-hmm. and um, grew. I have lots of family that are avid anti-Disney, and then I have family that but on paper they should be anti disney you know they stand for everything that disney stands with but mm-hmm. they've been there and they can't help themselves <laughs> and i oh, love that <laughs> yep you know they like, Who just we they talking about? Okay. <laughs> they can't help themselves they just they have to go right it, because it's just you're not ever going to tell me that it's dirty and gross and ugly and trying to harm your children when you're there nothing that feels so pure and light and in a place of perfect contentment and love could ever be wicked
1: one article i read part of what they attribute to the magic that is disney is that we come there with that intention and it's been such a build-up you know
0: yeah but we go lots of places with intention of it being great and it turns to shit (laughs) you know true um but it's
1: almost like an energy exchange it's somewhere you walk in and you feel it and we deposit that energy we sit in it and then we leave with it it's you know yes
0: and all expectations being met builds our joy and builds our you know increases our you know what's coming next and so it, it can't be it can't be a bad experience no no even the food all the food tastes better at disney like it's a thing
1: and they have a lot of healthy options too.
0: I know. I had no. I did not have a hard time at all eating vegetarian at Disney. Mm-hmm. And they even a lot several places had vegan options because I'll eat vegan if it's there. But if I don't have the option, at least I, I, every place had a full vegetarian menu. Yeah. And Very health conscious, which of course you know most of my in laws were like, ah, you know they gotta cater to the yuppies, <laughs> <You know? laughs> the hippies, and I'm like, can't yep. yeah, guess I'm a hippie then. <laughs> I don't know. Yep but yeah it's good
1: but i saw one article that compared it to you know like your intentional space in your home you know the more that you sit in that essence that presence that that room that's intended to be a magical place a place filled with joy is going to feel joyful and so that's what we do is we bring all that happiness we leave all the sadness at the gate
0: yeah but the thing is that's different with disney is there's also a lot of chaos there You know, Mm -hmm. there's chaos and occasionally there'll be a kid crying. You know, there's normal people things going on too, but it doesn't feel that that's not the impression that's ever left. It never feels chaotic and stressful. No. Universal feels chaotic and stressful and it's super fun. Like we have Mm -hmm. a great time. The rides are amazing. The music's fun. All of the worlds are different. Like it's a hoot and a half, but it's very much a theme park experience. It is. You're still stepping in gum and listening to kids fight and, (laughs) you know, dodging through the sweaty crowds and angry people and, you know, Disney, I've never been cut in line in front of Universal. It happens all the time. Oh, my God. All the time. You don't tell them what you did. No. (laughs) Okay, so this group of school kids (laughs) ran ahead, like, elbowed me out of the way And cut in front of me, which I was like, fine, whatever. Well, then they opened the ropes and let like three more of their friends in after we were all standing there. I'm like, okay, well, that's super not cool. Then their adult accompaniment came with them. And I was like, you know what? And they're all wearing these Catholic school shirts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I messaged the school a picture of one of them was turned around. I just took a picture of the shirt. I didn't take a picture of the face because that's invasive. But (laughs) um, I was like, I just was cut in line three times by a group of children from... Your school, with the blessing of a an adult supervisor, no one said a <laughs> word to us. No one acknowledged that. Hey, I know this seems rude, but we're just trying to stay together. No, nobody said anything. Disney people will ask you, "My party's up there. Can I please get through?" Absolutely. I would yeah. do anything for for another human in Disney, you know. But in Universal, I really wanted to, you know, kick the back of their knee out, but I yeah, didn't. The,
1: there were several times that, you know, like our older folks that went with us had to stop have a minute or go to the restroom or something and they would just make their way up to where the we older were. folks
0: that went with us, your parents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know to tell them.
0: Um, <laughs> why not?
1: And then, uh, but, and we'd let other people do the same thing. Obviously they'd look like they're looking for their yeah, family. They often,
0: your parents always look lost. Yes.
1: <laughs> It's, it's not like at metal shows where the guy's like, I'm trying to get, excuse me, I'm trying to get through. Like, no, you're just cutting. You're not, your party's not up there. You're just trying to get right. in front of me. Get back, you idiot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, Dis- again, it just, it feels completely different. Your mood shifts when you're there. You don't feel quite as human. You feel much more magical. Oh, yeah. But I had some facts on the plant life that Go I don't know. It. If I said- okay, so they have 40 miles of plants in Disney World. Seven million trees and shrubs. Seven million? Seven million trees and shrubs and different varieties of flowers not even the individual flowers Mm -hmm. like we are talking egad gobs everywhere you go um all of the plants are chosen with intention by the staff who is in charge of such things for seasonal purposes for scent for what propagates best for what attracts bees the most making sure that you know Everything is, and I've never heard of anyone being stung by a bee at Disney either, and they're everywhere. Hmm. The magic changes that they do always happen overnight between 2 and 6 a.m. No one has oh. ever seen anyone swap out a plant at Disney. Really? And everything that they pull up, even for color changes, like for Pride, whenever they you know, laid out their rainbow assessment, everything that's ripped up is fed to animals hmm. um, or composted. And so there's literally generations worth of plants you know that just are regrown and regrown mm-hmm. and regrown and um, there's 3.5 million herbs and flowers crazy and I already mentioned there are 35 acre nursery where all of their special plants are grown on site the animal kingdom supplies the fertilizer most of the animals any that they keep on the grounds they feed the animals all of the leafy greens that they grow there and was, use the fertilizer they grow bamboo and bananas there go was ahead. one
1: place that i don't remember the ride and it might not have been it wasn't california so it had to be florida but there was some boat ride where they we go through a place where they show the how they oh grow yeah that's their...
0: in epcot in disney world not land we went to disneyland this time so disney right, world said, yes florida. The, yeah
1: but it was it had all the how they grow all those oh, yeah. plants in small places. Yeah.
0: They and... yeah, they grow the food that the restaurants all fresh food that they grow for on site. They feed the animals with it, they mm-hmm. feed their employees with it, they feed us with it. Um and again the AA program, Disney World shares trials that it does with its plants to uh, the industry's AA program. Hmm. And it gives awards to like other amusement parks and facilities and gardens worldwide it can even be used for you know home garden Hmm. um to like you can look and see a lot of the research to know how what grows well where is done by disney world because they share all of its information freely one of the biggest things that you'll see when you go into disney are all of the topiaries topiaries um represent intention Hmm. manipulation Kind of like a where there's a will, where there's a way. Right. They use them a lot in Japanese gardens because, you know, the Japanese are connected to plants or have been since, you know, long before we realized their magic purposes even. And it was a way for them to grow things together with intention to combine magic and to make something stronger. Kind of almost like a spell. Like it's an active growing spell jar but it's not a jar. It's on a plant. <laughs> um, the most common tree that you'll see at any Disney park is the camphor laurel. And camphor is, has all sorts of uh, medicinal purposes. Anyone who's smelled it, you can definitely tell that it's medicine is used for cuts and scrapes and things like that. It's related to cinnamon. So it has a lot of those cinnamon properties, um, but it's about reclaiming your voice. It's about wisdom and rebalance, comfort and protection Um, the fact that the leaves themselves are aromatic Mm -hmm. um, and medicinal the it's another one of those japanese connections the most ancient recordings that we remember of the camphor tree were in japan around the 1100s and they grew all around these temples and shrines and there's a legend that says that village people tried to cut down the trees and the trees would just absolutely not have it and the plague came <laughs> like they just kept chopping and ch- and it just wouldn't it, w- it wouldn't go away like they could not make it through the trunk <laughs> and a plague came so they offered sacrifices they literally sent you know prayers of apology to the tree and the trees regrew and the plague left and ever since then they have been known as um, a sacred healing tree and they're never cut down. Huh. It's also known as a warrior angel. It dispels fear, negativity, fear, cowardice. It banishes, um, all of those things. It cleanses and purifies your aura and it covers you with a protective shield. What tree? The common laurel. Hmm. Like those are the ones that have the great big hand leaf and the little flowery pod that grows it. i'll put a picture of it on the thing <laughs> okay. i don't know how to Thank describe you. it we there's some that grow at the park that i walk and i oh, was super okay. excited to see them because <laughs> i was like I, it's one of those things i'd seen them but i didn't it didn't register what they were until i saw them at sure. disney. um the next is the live oak and live oak trees represent longevity constancy strength and certainty and i guarantee you if anything was certain it's that disney was going to be successful And the Liberty tree that's actually at Disney World is over 140 years old. They found it on site and transplanted it into Liberty Square in Disney World. So, yeah, it's a living, growing tree that they moved on purpose. Live oaks also are revered by the Celts. You see a lot of the Tree of Life emblems and things. Mm -hmm. For the Celts, they're typically... Um, oak trees and they're worn as a status symbol. The word for it in the Celt is dur, which a lot of scholars will say represented a druid, you know, and mm-hmm. the druids represented the oaks. But another spelling or another interpretation of the word is door. And um, so the oak tree is the door, it opens paths to other realms and levels of awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, meditating under an oak tree is said to be one of the best places to get into your soul self, you know, to take you back to your origins and feel your roots and what pulls and holds you to the earth. Nice. Oak trees are also, you know, they're known for, you know, the mighty oak and, but their branches are unbending and unforgiving. So in a storm, their branches will come down, but the roots usually don't come up. It's very rare for a storm to be able to pull up the roots right of an oak. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has a dual, duality meaning you know like it's strong but also you should probably learn to bend a little bit you know (laughs) with strength comes the ability to be vulnerable so yes be rooted like the oak but also bend your branches a little bit and oak trees are also said to be ruled by jupiter who you know zeus of course is in charge of and they're notorious to attract lightning which of course is a zeus uh superpower, and even after they're struck, they're not likely to die. We have oak trees that have lived up to 100 years after a lightning strike, which most trees, when struck by lightning, it instantly kills them because it goes down the entire root system, but even lightning doesn't reach all the way to the tips of the oak's roots. Hmm. So the root systems are what keeps it alive. Interesting. So it's all about learning how to adapt and planting with intention and no one will ever convince me that Disney wasn't a witch.
1: Had to be. And
0: with all the research I've been doing, soul to soul. <laughs> possibly, you know, and there's lots of rumors that, you know, he was a Nazi sympathizer. He was a pedophile, all of these things. I didn't find any evidence to that in all of the research that I was doing. Because again, if I'm going to tout something as, ah, oh, this isn't so shabby, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little more careful and more intentioned. But I, I really didn't find anything with credence. Um, I also found out disappointingly that he's not actually cryogenically frozen. I kind of hoped he what? was. Mm-mm. He's not. There's like 117 people on ice, and he is not one of them.
1: That's surprising because I, I thought so. Yeah,
0: apparently. Well, and again, if it is, it's It's just hush hush. Yeah, his (laughs) family. Yes, his family and those closest to him are heavily denying it. (laughs) Um, And you know, there's kind of a lot of good points that was made. You know, he died of lung cancer. kind of quickly you know he found out he was sick he died really soon afterwards um smoked his entire life and he died so soon so suddenly and with so much organ damage that you know at the time where cryogenics were he just wasn't a good candidate for it Mm -hmm. so it's not like they might not have looked into it um or maybe it was just wishful thinking you know, maybe they're everyone's just kind of hoping that he was because, again, you of all people, you what? hope that that visionary and that magician comes back. But I can guarantee you that whatever he put into Disney is still alive and well, and it lives in the trees there.
1: Nice, I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. it's says build. It's a happy place. It and is.
0: And I love that, you know, the last things that he had to do with are all about resourcefulness and sustainability and, you know, reusing food and water and, you know, helping people. You know, yes, now Disney is this big mega corporation and capitalism is a wicked entity. And but, you know, when Disney was alive, tickets weren't one hundred nine dollars a day. You know, they were three fifty a day. Mm-hmm. He his purpose was to make a sanctuary for families to go and reconnect as families. He to be affordable, it is yes. now a business. It is it is a business you're now.
1: Milking, milking a whale.
0: And not yeah. to say that you know he wouldn't have changed his mindset with all of the money, et cetera. But he, you know, honestly, he probably died too soon to get to let it get too far away from him. So his yeah. magic and his intentions are a hundred percent still there and in. The business of Disney, you know, it's in the magic of Disney and the business is separated from it because he's, you know, obviously he wanted to make a living just like we all do, but it wasn't ever his intention to be anything more than, you know, con- he, he had every intention of constantly working and constantly building and making it more and more valuable and more and more important to people and to give families a place where they couldn't stay away from, you know? Mm-hmm. Make them an offer they can't refuse. And we still can't refuse it even though it's a hundred and nine dollars a day per person, you know. <laughs> even At though least. oh yeah. Um, yeah, and that's for actually that is for Florida residents, so yeah, don't go don't go quoting Raven whenever you try to book your <laughs> Disney vacation. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is still spectacular. If you can afford it, go. If you can't, go sit under an oak tree.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> go back in and watch your favorite Disney movie and mm-hmm. love every bit of that witchcraft and know it's there with intention. and Right. They didn't
1: know. hide it or make it evil. I mean, they usually ended up being the bad guy, but it wasn't... If you look at the backstory of that person, then oftentimes it was like,
0: well, and again, most of these stories are not Disney originals. These no. are all old stories that he put his spin on, and his mm-hmm. writers put a spin on. Like, again, people try to make things wicked that aren't, and people try to make things innocuous that are wicked. So I'm not trying to sway people one way or the other. I just know how I feel when I'm there, mm-hmm. and I love it.
1: Like a little girl I running am. around squealing, taking pictures of, of mm-hmm. uh, I just the want to plants. I just want to
0: climb all the trees.
1: There was one that, it, that did interest me over in... Cars, the Cars Land, Mm -hmm. Um, it was a tree that was green on the outside, Yeah, but it was brown on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I was like, is that real? She's like, yep.
0: Yeah, I have to find a picture of it. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but it's a desert tree. And... Like yeah. it should be the other, Again, other way around to me, but it yes, was... no, and yeah, the name escapes me. But I'll I'll find it and find a picture and put that and the palmistry pick on, which is unknown. Nice. If anyone's interested, if anyone wants to see the pictures, you can let me know and I'll post them.
1: I'm sure they do. I had something else I can't remember. Well, it won't hurt
0: my feelings if they're not. I don't care. I'm easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover squirrel. Let's cover,
1: go. Cover squirrel.
0: I'm gonna go by now. Let's anything, go do something else.
1: Anything else from you?
0: No, I said I want to go by.
1: Okay. Um, we've got a holiday coming up at the end of the month, which we'll talk about next week.
0: Midsummer.
1: Midsummer, not the scary movie.
0: Eh, I didn't think it was that scary. It was violent. It was violent. <laughs> Violence doesn't scare me. We done yet?
1: And then we've got Cindy Spirit Fair coming up in the beginning of July, and I'll be there. And we'll talk about that. They changed locations. It'll be out in Yukon. We'll get the details to you. But other than that, we're sorry about our crazy busy schedule. I've been working. I know. Till dark most nights. And so I haven't even seen Raven much lately this week.
0: You haven't? I've been with my bestie. Yep. And I'm go fixing to go to work and live there for till mid of next week. So.
1: But football season wraps up for me next week. So. Yes, life life should return
0: to normal. We should have at least one day now where we cross paths. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: All right. That's it for me, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.